Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Naked Leadership Podcast. My name is Chad. This week, Dan, Adrian, and I sit down with Mark Edwards, our very own Mark Edwards from Take New Ground. And we have a conversation which Mark introduces the Scrappy model. So the Scrappy model is a model that we use to help people resource the results that they want in their business. Mark has been able to take leadership teams through this process and produce unprecedented results in what it is that they say they want in their business for the future. And now he's sharing it on the podcast. So I can't wait to dive into the nuts and bolts of this model with you. Here we go. gentlemen it's so great to be back with you mark i'm so excited to have you back on the podcast um we've had a couple of episodes with you some people may have not heard those episodes would you take just a minute and introduce yourself to the listeners well thanks chad it's great to be back again um well i started getting into transformational work about 20 years ago and uh has been transformational for me personally uh before i got into the work i um I spent uh, I spent a couple of decades in the uh, in the tech industry, um, going from sales and marketing, general management, product development, um, and the last role I was in, I was the number two in a company that we took from really a spin out to a Nasdaq 100 in uh, six years. Uh, learned a lot um, from that. Went into venture capital and. Um, uh, for the last, well, the third phase of my career really is is, is now working with uh, founders and leaders of growth stage companies, um, and uh, that's what I do as part of TNG. Thank you so much for that, and w- I just I love it when you visit us. You bring so much wisdom, bring so much experience. Um, so thank you for taking the time. So in this conversation, one of the things that comes up a lot at the table, especially at the table with a bunch of founders, is it, it feels like they're banging their head against the wall when they talk about, hey, you know, we come together for strategy conversations, yet we still produce the same old results that we are trying to enhance or create new results. Or, you know, why, why do we have these conversations about doing better, building bigger, something new, yet we still continue to create the same thing or something that's not what we said we were about? Um, and so that's kind of what the conversation we're talking about today. You guys have been working tirelessly in the background on a tool, which we're actually going to introduce in this, in this podcast as well, which I'm excited to learn more about Adrian. uh, That's the setup for you. Talk a little bit about what is, what's the problem we're solving here. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's yeah, Mark, it's always great to have you on my man and you're essential to this team. And so thanks for being here. Um, Love you. Um, So what, so here's here's kind of the first place I go is what happens when we're when our intelligence isn't enough because everybody we work with is brilliant. There's not a founder we work with that's not off the charts brilliant. Everybody's smart, and and a lot of times if you've ridden that horse all the way throughout your life, think about education, think about college, think about first careers, da da da, and then all of a sudden you're doing something 
and the, the tool that you usually use isn't getting the job done. And great, very intelligent people naturally can generate some really great strategy. And I'm, I'm thinking about what's the biggest pain point that we could talk about here to serve people the most. And it's this, is what do you do when all your conversations about strategy are not generating your desired results? What do you do? Where do you go? Who do you talk to? When you're, you're, all your conversations, tireless conversations about strategy are not generating the desired results. And I know that's a frustration for folks. And we want to talk about that here because from that conversation is why we generated this, um, this, form, this formula, this framework, this tool, um, this technological application, this conversation, and this service to be able to support people to draw a straight line from strategy all the way to the bottom line of results. So this is, this is the conversation. Yeah. Uh, Adrian, thanks for that. Mark, um, do you mind just talking about you, uh, this Adrian, I love that you talked about it. It's, I called it a tool. You called it so much more than a tool. And one of the things that stuck out to me is it's a conversation. It's a conversation that most teams aren't having. Mark, would you be willing just at the top here to talk about Scrappy? What is it? Um, and, and give an introduction to it. Absolutely. Well, what we've, what we've come up with in, with Scrappy is a, it is a tool and it's a methodology to enable uh, leaders to work on their business. So most of the time we're working in the business, we're operating, we're doing things in the business. And then when we think about strategy, typically then we start thinking about working on the business. And so the idea of, of Scrappy is this is a, this is a very um, clear and actionable way to work on the business. And, and there's, a, there's a key result that comes out. We, we, what we produce together um, is this actionable strategic dashboard. And we, we build on the OKR model. And if you don't know about OKRs, it's the objective and key result that, uh, methodology. Um, we build on it and, and we enhance it. And as Adrian talked about, we were able to come up with this straight line. We call it a causal chain between strategy and results. And if you think about it, if I'm not getting the results I want, I've got to start peeling back the layers of the onion. Mm -hmm. And so the way to look at Scrappy is this is the way to build that up and therefore peel it back. Now, Scrappy is an acronym that stands for strategy, culture, resources, product, and yield. And the way we've constructed this, if we think about it, strategy sets the boundaries or the guardrails for what you do in the company. So when you, when you define your strategy, you're really defining the outline of where the company plays. And if we think about it as an outline, we like to think about it as a container. We're setting the container the outline of the container. And that container actually has something inside it. It's called um, a, you know, a medium. And when we think about that medium as, a, as the culture of the business, the culture of the company, and that medium can be very light. It can be light like gas. And in that case, resources, people, capital, technology, equipment, 
whatever resources are required can move effortless, effortlessly through the culture if it's very light and a flow state-like culture, whereas if it's a very difficult culture, a lot of challenges, politics, then resources that need to combine in order to produce products, if the culture's kind of stodgy, then it, it's, it's more challenging for the resources to combine in a way that will produce a lot of value in products. So now we've already got that link between strategy and culture, resources, products, and then yield of the return you get, which is a function of how much value you've got in your products. So I think already by describing that, you can start to see how we're connecting them. Now, what we, what we do building on the OKR model is we have an objective. So we have an overarching objective that could be, let's say, to enter a specific market. So that's our objective. The strategy, we can then start to build out these, these specific key results um, that start to then define, well, what if we want to enter a key market as our objective, then let's get more specific about those, those actual, what elements of the market do we want to go into? Uh, and then we start to flesh out these key results in each of these categories, strategy, culture, resources, products, and yield. And what's important here is unlike OKRs where the emphasis is to have a very limited number, usually three or four, max three or four KRs per objective. We go the other way. Um, instead, what we want is to have um, a, as many as possible um, key results that we can allocate into each of these um, um, really containers, the strategy um, uh, container, the, um, the container of culture or resources or products. The more we have and the more we're able to connect these um, together, the, the, the stronger we can see the causal link from uh, strategy through to results. It's kind of a long explanation, but uh, hopefully that was helpful, Chad. Yeah, that's thank that's great. So help me understand how do how do people start to apply this um this work? How do people start to like if you were to people who are listening is like, okay, what 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 about for me? <laughs> how 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 would this help me start to create the results that we say we want rather than the same results we continue to create? Yeah, and and we've done this. Um so what we do is we we do a um, an initial coaching session. Um, and what's, what, what I think is different here um, is the way in which we apply our coaching to this. Um, when you look at the tool, it is, it's, um, it's certainly got some enhancements and things we do differently than, say, you know, Asana, ClickUp, Monday.com. But structurally, it has that that similar kind of look and feel, but we we had added a number of other things in there. Um, the, the key difference is that we bring our experience and the inquiry with the client, helping them to get out of the day-to-day -day 
to get onto the business. And so there's questions we ask, and we, as we interact and we have a conversation, we can actually start to fill out this actionable strategic dashboard. Very interactive. Um, we provide it in a, um, uh, in a very simple to use app for the client, which we share and we go through it together. So we're sharing this dashboard um, as we're going through it, we're having conversations and literally building out the KRs. And as we do that, um, we can see that, oh, well, hey, if we're gonna do that, then what about this? And, um, and then we may need to go back and edit something or add in this specific action so it gets very, it's very quick in a very fast manner. It's certainly well within an hour. Um, and we've been able to do it within 30 minutes. We've been able to create a dashboard that a client can look at and go, wow, I've got some insights already. And that's can what you, we're trying to get to. Can you give us a, do you have an example, Mark, that you could walk through just to give the listener an understanding of how we engage to bring forth these distinctions? Well, in terms of engaging, it's really questions. Um, what, the, first, the first challenge is to clearly identify the objective. You know, what is it we're trying to bring about? Um, and let's say, you know, I was working with a client uh, recently and the objective was to launch a wholesale business this year. So in wanting to launch a wholesale business this year, then it was like, okay, um, uh, so let's look at what do we have to do? Well, um, with the types of products that they sell, and they're currently selling retail, now they want to sell wholesale. So then they decided strategically, well, they wanted to identify um, um, a, a list of about 400 uh, boutique retail stores they want to get their products into. So that was a strategy. The second strategy was there were four mega retailers that they wanted to become an approved supplier to. So they, they had two strategic legs to getting into the wholesale business, one with um, a handful of mega retailers and then another with several hundred boutique retailers. So that was the overall strategy. Um, now, in order to do that then, they then started looking at, well, what resources do we need? Um, well, what and, is it culture next, right? Well, you yeah. can jump around. You don't, okay, have to, good, good. you don't have to do them in any specific order because yeah. now what we do is we organize them ultimately as we're having a conversation. The conversation jumps. We don't have yeah, to do sense. strategy and culture. So actually I found strategy tends to go to resource often. Yeah, it makes sense because the more you line out the resources – then you start to get a sense of what the impact on the culture is going to be. Exactly. And so they're, it's because they're so integrated. So exactly. it makes a lot of sense to me. And, and so I look at it as we have a free-flowing conversation. As we're going through the conversation, we're updating these um, elements. And by the way, what's beautiful about it, you drag the elements around from one, um, one um, container to another. Uh, you can reorder them. You can make them dependent. They can either, you can create dependencies. Uh, this blocks that, or this can't be done until that's done. And, um, you know, obviously there, there's due dates, there's assignments, there's, you can drill down to, you know, great levels of detail. Um, 
but the real essence of this is is it captures the conversation in a in a in a very visual way so that what you see is this this dashboard getting built as you're having a conversation and that triggers something else and that triggers something else and as they trigger things great you could um, as you're creating them you can actually just put them into a holding bucket um, and then you can allocate them to well yeah I think that one is actually related to product because if I'm going to if I'm going to enter these these particular retail channels um, then I'm going to need these you know retail ready products what are they? And you start to drill down and you can start at a high level saying, well, I needed, you know, I think I need about a hundred products. Well, of those 50 of this type and 50 of this type, uh, and then, oh, I need a pitch deck for this particular uh, custom, large customer I'm going to. Um, and then, you know, in terms of yield, well, I want to be getting this kind of reorder rate or I, I want to get this much revenue from the mega retailers I'm getting into. And as you start to lay this out, um, you can actually then start to see how this, it all gets connected. Um, yeah. so that's a good process. Yeah. And I would just say, I mean, I'm thinking about where are the frustration points for leaders, you know, and, and what this is a potential to kind of solve for that. One is, you know, I think my experience is people can be really naive around what it takes to deliver on strategy. Naive, like not seeing the deep, not seeing, you know, it's like when somebody writes down like on their to-do list, you know, uh, yeah, whatever, get, you know, land a, a million dollar client or whatever, <laughs> right? Just making up an example. That's actually like 50 things in order to get that done. Yeah. Right. So, right. There's complexity. There's complexity that isn't val isn't valued and, 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 and therefore not talked about and therefore no one's accountable to it. And therefore we're just flattering ourselves by having a big, a big strategy that makes us feel good about ourselves instead of, you know, is there a process? The question is like, is there a process in place that gets all the necessary conversations on the table that naturally attaches human beings to steps in the process? Like, cause I, a lot of the, a lot of the frustrations that I hear on a regular basis is this big idea of accountability. Um, and usually what's not happening in accountability is we didn't get clear on actually what we're accountable for and whose names on it. And they're delivering what by when, and if you don't do that, you're just setting up a very um, faulty process. And then your process is going to fail and you're going to blame, you're going to blame, you know, the person, but you didn't get clear on the process and didn't get people properly connected to or relating to the process with a lot of um, clarity and commitment. And so that's like, as, as, as you're talking about these details, Mark, it's like, what's the bigger issue there where people's frustrations are? It's like, we we're not, seeing all the letters in the alphabet um, and knowing how to properly connect who to which letter when. You know, and you're, 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 there's a, I asked the client just yesterday, does your process cause your project to talk back to you? That's really what you want. I mean, I, I mean I've been working with my son on something like this. Where you, what if you had the software artificially intelligent, you don't need it. If you, you actually, if you get into the details, be nice to have that. But if you get detailed in what you're planning, 
your project, your process will talk back to you. It'll ask you, it'll reveal holes and you'll have to answer them. Like, like when you start talking about taking a, a retail company wholesale and you start talking about coming up with new kinds of pro, uh, products and you're talking about new kinds of marketing and you're talking about new kinds of delivery, that's going to cause you to think culturally, what conversations do I need to have to organize my team so that they can make the shift or we can within internally make this shift so that we can both answer the retail and the, the wholesale aspects of what we're doing. I mean, and the more specific I get about the strategy, the resource and the project, then I'm going to get clearer about what culturally needs to happen as well. So these things are all linked together. And the more detailed we get, if it's a really rigorous process, the project will talk to us. It'll start to make us aware of what's wanted and needed. And then you can use your biology because the thing you don't want to talk about is probably the thing you need to talk about <laughs> in the process. There's to, to harken back to something Mark mentioned, but really kind of went over quickly. And I just, I think it's worth putting a pin in just, it's a, it's a something, it's an occurrence to me in the moment is that um, any company that is existing right now that uh, is, is thriving and has teams has seen some success around project management. I'm pretty, I'm like, pretty sure of that. Right. And Mark, you brought up Asana, you brought up Monday, like all of those softwares, we've gotten really good at working project-based this way in the business. Correct. The thing that's so beautiful about this is it's a lot of businesses, a lot of leadership teams can implement this working in the business, but have failed to implement it working on the business. And that's what's so cool about this, in my opinion, is like it's taking the concepts of that project management, but actually applying it uh, accountability-wise, uh, strategy-wise, all that stuff of what you know, what can be done on the business in a way that holds people to the table. Right, and 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 that's why we wrap it as a service because if you just start with a blank blank um, dashboard. Uh, the problem I found that um, that leaders have shared with me is I don't know where to start. You know, what do we, where, where do we, what do we put in here? And that's in the conversation. So in the coaching conversation we have with um, the leaders of the organizations, <laughs> we draw that out. In, mm -hmm. And instead of just, instead of us losing that or making notes or whatever, this becomes our notepad. And, and then by the time we're done with the conversation, we have an actionable strategic dashboard for them to start with. Now, they can go refine it. It's theirs. You know, we, we license it to them. They're able to use it. We, we do want to stay involved for the first few months because it really – practicing working on the business it is a practice and that's what we that's that our service there is to coach in how to get into working on the business once they get practiced in doing that we can then step back and do maybe a you know a quarterly check-in at that point mm -hmm. um, and the and the beautiful thing is we can see because we're familiar with how the dashboards get set up um it's very easy and very efficient if we're coming back in three months later um, to look at the dashboard and then go into the conversation. And it's, it's very intuitive as to 
um, where their thinking's at, what they've developed, what they've added. Um, so we can have an incredibly efficient coaching, you know, session three months after we've even talked to them, um, which doesn't normally happen because normally if you, you know, coaching is a very regular thing. Um, but this is a way that we can, we can do follow-up coaching extremely efficiently because um, the, the thinking is all laid out there. Any enhancements, any updates, they're all laid out. The other thing about this is I, used, I did talk about objective and I did mention organization. So the way we set it up is that with any company, there can be multiple organizations inside that company. Mm -hmm. And then within the organization, you can have multiple objectives. Now, we recommend really only up to about three objectives per organization, but you can do three or four. Uh, and then within each objective, we want as many key results to get as detailed as we could possibly get. So this is a tool that can also, and a methodology that can be used at a um, at a departmental level, if it's a large department, you know, in a department of a larger company. So where they are also now working on their business. Um, so this has applicability into, yeah. also, you, know, you know, in, in growth companies and departments of large just companies. Some of the resistance that I've run into with working with OKRs is the ability to track the multiple KRs. And this actually mm -hmm. really helps do that. It, because it, you you connect the dependencies and it very clearly shows up in a visible, it's visible. Like you know where things are stuck, you know what needs to happen. You, it, so it helps open the conversation about what requests need to be brought, made, what are the stops, what are the what are the potential difficulties in the conversation, so you can prepare for and focus on action that's going to make a difference. One thing I've heard Adrian say, I'm going to, I'm going to murder it now. So you can, you can clean it up, Adrian, but it, it's the concept of like, if you knew what to do, you'd have already done it, especially for hard driving leaders, because once you know what to do, you execute. Um, and I think that the, the challenge here is like you mentioned, Mark, you can start with an empty dashboard, some project management tool, but if you don't know the questions to ask, um, that's, that's where the value is. That's where the transformation is. Um, when we start to look at how do we get into working on our business, which is most of us high performers, hard driving people just find ourselves in a leadership position and don't know the questions to ask. I'd love to, I mean, um, I know our time is short. I'd love to hear any success stories that, uh, that you guys have had with scrappy Adrian, you got something to say first, you're going to yeah, clean up my saying. No, it's great. Whoever said that's brilliant. But the, um, <laughs> you know, there's something. It, this is what part part of what hits me, and I'm thinking about my clients as I'm answer as I'm speaking here. You know, there's a there's a a romantic sensation called alignment, and people are always thinking about alignment. And if there's if there's a feeling of misalignment, people want to get aligned. And a lot of times, when energy is scattered, it's because there's this thing called alignment that they're not even focused on. And, and uh, this tool is a filter by which to really get honestly, get the, get the honest conversations on the table. And here's what comes up for me is the CEO can have his three objectives. And then the senior leadership team, if they pick their three, they pick very different ones. And a lot of times those differences of opinion don't get vetted out either for where they'd be 
valuable or what a, a leader must actually process with and then help somebody get over or put a pause on because a lot of like these factions, they show up like silos. They show up like, like side conversations. They show up, then they end up showing up like gossip and resentment. And this guy's this guy, this gal, they don't know what they're talking about, but it's because they didn't have a process by which to vet and really get aligned on what the future is they're committed to. And so there's a lot of static, there's a lot of static in the leadership conversation where it's like, there's a conversation of leaders having, but there's 15 other ones that they either don't know that, that are having, or they'd rather not know that they're having, right. They're actively avoiding that resistance. And this is a unapologetic way for a leader to say, Hey, this is really it. Now, you know, what else, what else am I not seeing or what else do you want to be doing? And let me be clear about what we're not doing. Yeah, it's a- in this season, right? So that and, you know, and and most people don't want to vet that out, and therefore they give up the, this idea of alignment, or they blame people for why there's not alignment instead of generating the type of conversation that has the possibility of alignment in it. And this this tool represents a process by which to vet those conversations and get to close to this ever present conversation called alignment. Well, you bring there's a paradox because the minute you say you want to be aligned, everything that's not aligned, and you decide what you're aligning on, everything that's not aligned or appears not to be aligned shows up. And then that's where the cultural conversation comes in, because are we willing to have those discussions? And the more specific you are, the more specific the discussions are. And then it's like you said, you know, is this aligned? And if it's not, please show me how it maps to the larger vision, because most of the time when things aren't aligned, it's because departments, as you pointed out, are logically are in laser logic. They're lot they're zeroed in on a departmental goal that is very important, but may not be really the primary thing they're doing for the ultimate goal of the organization or the objective. And this will reveal the opportunity. So then in a way, that's how the project talks back to you. Hey, this conversation needs to be had. Now you're talking about the cultural needs and that's where you start to fill those in. Like here's the conversations that we need to have because it appears people aren't aligned. And that's a dynamic that you, like you pointed out, it's like you never get there, but you're constantly going for it. And you gotta be clear about what you're aligned by. So it's a powerful dynamic. And, and, and to respond, Chad, to your question about um, the experience that we're having with clients, there's one client I uh, met with the founders of a media company, and uh, I'm we're having our initial call, and uh, I'm asking them about what it is they want to achieve, and and as we're having the conversation, I start filling out the um, the dashboard, um, and I've got it shared with them. And we're about 25 minutes into the call when one of them goes, we have the wrong strategy. And literally, they, they were looking at the dashboard and literally it was, we had the wrong strategy. That's huge. And it was, was massive for them. And it was literally 25 minutes in and we had this reveal. It was a huge reveal for them. Um, and uh, so I, I, what I love about it is it's because it's so visual the speed with which you're able to turn the conversation into something very tangible um, very quickly 
And then as Dan, I love this, this sense of, you know, the project talking back, um, they were, you know, it was, it was turning, it was taking the, the conversation, creating these nuggets, connecting the nuggets. And then they realized, oh, there's a problem with strategy. That's mm. it. Let's go to that. So, so the value was enormous, right? Because they could have kept going down a path that would, would have not, delivered the results they were about, but they didn't realize that. They didn't see the connection between what mm. they felt was a strategy and, and where the results were going to be. So once we got this all on one dashboard, um, to get to the results they needed, they realized they needed a different strategy. That was yeah, really awesome. powerful. And to do that in less than 30 minutes into a call was just like, you know, that wouldn't normally have happened because you know, normally a coaching call, we're having conversations, taking notes, you're thinking about it. You come back to them maybe the next week. There's there's a certain yeah. cadence here. This is like condenses it into minutes as opposed to weeks. That's what I love about it. Yeah, Mark, you said something the other day that really struck me about it, which is you've noticed how it's opened up the whole coaching space for you and a oh. way for you a way for you to get to get your experience and insights on the on the ground with the client. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, look, I started doing this transformational work. When I say work, I mean, I'm talking about going to actual uh, workshops to become, you know, a coach and these type of things. I did that for me personally. I have never in 20 years of doing this work seen myself as a coach until I started working with, with Scrappy. And then I realized this is a uh, the perfect vehicle for me to um, – through conversation, um, coach people. I, I've seen, you know, I do consulting and, uh, you know, I do workshops, but I've never done coaching and I've never seen myself up until now, never seen myself as a coach. And this, this now I see myself coaching because I have, I have a framework I can coach with. And that's what I love about it. And I think within companies, once we get once we get people up and using it, then I think internal coaching is much much easier too. Mm. So this is a way that we can enable coaching to happen in a very structured way, with an actionable strategic dashboard out the back end, and that's key. Is we've got something. To me, coaching was always a bit um, ethereal. You know, ethereal woo woo i didn't really get it i'm like okay yeah i kind of i've been coached i i see the benefit i do see the benefit of coaching but i didn't quite get how to never got how to deliver it or you know what's tangible this is like very tangible coaching is the way i look at it and and that's why for me, I go, oh, I can now, I, can, I got a framework I can coach with now. Yeah, yeah. something I can leave behind. Yeah, the framework really helps bring into view the specific conversations that need to occur to move the strategy along. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great way to put it. Hmm. It's been great. Um, anything, any closing remarks, invitations? I know people are going to be wanting to know how this, how they can can look at what this might mean for their organizations can you guys just let us know uh, what, what next steps would be if there's interest? Yeah, we've got a couple of um, video, uh, very short videos that go through um, and overview this. That might be helpful for people to look at. 
Um, and then happy to jump on a, a brief call um, and we can take someone through literally in 30 minutes and just see if there's something there for them. Awesome. Great. Um, if, if they want to go to a website to get in contact, is it just take new ground? I want to link to whatever we need to link to in order to do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it with take. Yeah. Uh, link to take new ground and we'll put the, we'll get the videos put there as well. Okay, good. Oh, that's great. Or, or can, can we give you your email address here, Mark? Sure. It's Mark, M-A-R-K. M-A-R-K at takenewground.com. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. But wait, there's more. (laughs) This is great. great. Appreciate Um, it, guys. This is exciting for me. Um, I even have a few uh, of my clients that that I'm thinking through, like this would be such a good platform to get them on as they're growing. and, And we've been having these conversations, but like you said, Mark, nowhere to put them into like a catalyzed place. So something that's crystallized and like, here's what we're looking at. So we've, we've gone around and round in these conversations. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good frame, by the way. It's, it's both crystallized and catalyzed. It's mm-hmm. I mean, both of those things. Um, that's is really great. This has been very fun. I mean, we're always looking for um, how to generate more, value for clients and how to meet an either a spoken or an unspoken need and this one's been waiting for a good while i'm really grateful mark that you've been you've been leading this charge um so we hope everybody takes advantage of this we'd love to come support we'd love to keep growing it and making it better and customize it for you and all those types of things and we will be over time so um anyway love to be in contact with y'all if if this connects with you in any way all right thanks everybody thank you you thank you bye My friends, thank you so much for listening to yet another conversation on the Naked Leadership Podcast. Your listenership and commitment to the podcast means the world to us. If this podcast or these conversations has helped or inspired you in any way, would you mind going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a five-star rating and a glowing review? This helps us grow the movement and reach more leaders and teams. Finally, the greatest compliment that you can give us is sharing the podcast with your teams and the other leaders in your life. Until next week, bye-bye everybody.